This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, February 13, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Has the United States forgotten how to combat insurgency? What would victory in Iraq even mean if U.S. troops must stay there no matter what? And what have we learned from Iraq? Christopher Preble is Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute and co-author of the new policy analysis, Learning the Right Lessons from Iraq. It was released today. Al-Qaeda is in extraordinary crisis, if you believe news reports. Uh, This from the Times Online, last year's mass defection of ordinary Sunnis from Al-Qaeda to the U.S. military created panic, fear, and the unwillingness to fight. The terrorist group's security structure suffered total collapse. That is from one of al-Qaeda's top leaders in Anbar province in October. Right. I think al-Qaeda in Iraq always had a tough, uh, a tough sell, a tough, a tough mission. First of all, uh, they, were, they were outsiders in Iraq, uh, not all that different from the Americans in Iraq. And in fact, uh, over a period of time, al-Qaeda overreached uh, considerably. Their, their violence turned off many of the people that they might have expected to be their natural allies, the, the Sunnis, particularly in the western provinces and Anbar and elsewhere. And uh, in addition, um, increasingly the, the Sunni leaders, the tribal leaders in that, in that region realized that al-Qaeda was not really, did not really share their, their uh, long-term goals. A true al-Qaeda was also opposed to the United States, but that only got you so far. And so we saw, even before the surge was ramped up, we saw some uh, tribes in Anbar and elsewhere turning against al-Qaeda, and that process accelerated as the United States uh, partnered with some of these tribal leaders quite explicitly, even to the extent of you know providing financial support. And that process, it appears, has accelerated over the last year. In terms of the process of some of these tribes moving away from al-Qaeda has accelerated. Does the U.S. understand insurgency? Well, I think the U.S. military understands what, uh, what some of the uh, useful tactics or the tactics that are likely to succeed. Uh, they understand that you need to be very discriminating in the use of force, that you need to focus on population protection just as much, if not more, than you focus on killing uh, the, or capturing the enemy. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, counterinsurgency relies on, depends on, uh, is, is about building up the credibility and strength of another government, of the of a central government, and and eroding support for the insurgency. Insurgency, by definition, is about uh, undermining the authority of of the government or the occupation force, whichever the case may be. And uh, the, the the challenge for our military in terms of prosecuting counterinsurgency effectively is in having a reliable political partner, and that that has been the problem in Iraq, and it's still the problem in Iraq uh, to this day. Some of the criticisms of the Bush administration's execution of the war in Iraq come from senators or representatives that voted for the authorization of force. They try to separate their own votes for the war from the results. That is, they believe somehow, I voted for something good, and yet these things went wrong. Now, had they been done correctly, things would have gone right, and I'd still be supporting the war. Right. The the, the incompetence dodged. Good idea, poorly executed. Um, what I find, uh, and we talk about this in our in our paper, is that if that's the lesson that we take away from from our experience in Iraq, then then we really haven't learned anything at all, because many of the problems we encountered in Iraq were likely. Uh, to occur. I'm thinking particularly about the post-conflict situation in terms of the 
the the ethnic strife, the sectarianism inside of Iraq, the hostility and resistance uh, to towards the United States. All of those things were predictable and predicted uh, prior to the war. And when you look at the the folks who the, the the members of Congress who voted to authorize the use of force back in October of 2002, uh, they were focused exclusively or or primarily on the the threat on the on Saddam Hussein on Saddam's army. So while the victory, such as it were, was accomplished over Saddam's army quite quickly, uh, the the real measure of a military campaign is the long term success. And I think it was much much harder to accomplish even more modest objectives than the Bush administration set out in Iraq. As I said before, you you are dependent upon uh, an Iraqi government that commands the authority and respect. Uh, of the vast majority of people in Iraq, and and we still do not have such a government. To what extent is the improved situation in Iraq, the crisis of al-Qaeda as reported by various media outlets, and the now paused troop-level mm-hmm. decline, right. how much of that is due to the change in strategy that occurred in January of 07? Well, again, I think I think that the the U.S. military, particularly the Army and Marine Corps, uh, that they're engaged in counterinsurgency operations every day. They understand uh, the importance of, uh, like I've said, you know, force of, of protecting the population, of trying to bring along the, uh, the credible local partner, whether that's a tribal uh, council, whether that's a local uh, militia or a local police force, or ideally the central government. It, you, you need a, a credible local partner to cooperate with you in establishing security and protecting the population and in hunting down the bad guys. And in certain places, we have had that, we have that local partner. But again, the purpose of the surge was to, to make a space for national reconciliation, nationwide reconciliation that would allow allow the central government to um, to exert its authority throughout the entire country. That does not exist to this day, um, and, I, and I think that that is the ultimate challenge. So while we say, and I, and I think it is generally true, that the, the military understands what needs to be done on their end to uh, avoid some of the mistakes that were made in the early stages of the war, not treating uh, the insurgent enemy as we were to treat a, a, a traditional enemy in the field, um, and, and that has all been to the good, but our military can only do so much. <clears throat> they uh, they can can only make the space or, or, or make uh, establish a kind of baseline of security, but the heavy lifting ultimately must do, be done by, by the Iraqis, or, you know, we encountered similar things back with respect to Vietnam. The Vietnamese government in South Vietnam was, was particularly unpopular, and, and, and so there was only so much that our military could do uh, to boost their credibility. Uh, at the end of the day, the difficult choices had to be, have to be made by the, by the government uh, that we're working with. Christopher Preble is Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute and co-author of the new foreign policy analysis, Learning the Right Lessons from Iraq. It's available for download at our website, cato.org.